Namaskar. Hello and welcome to P Guru's channel. I'm your host, Sri Ayer. And you all know, a couple of weeks ago, there was a press conference which we covered live about the announcement of the formation of a committee to explore forming in parliament in Hong Kong. So we have the latest information from Elmer Yuan because a lot of developments have been happening and we will bring you the latest and let's welcome Elmer Yuan to our show. Elmer, Namaskar and welcome to Guru's channel. Thank you for inviting me. Thank you, Suri. So Elmer, I'm going to yield the floor to you. Take it away, sir. A lot of developments since then and I'll let you explain to our viewers what's happening and I'm going to go into mute now. Go ahead, please. Thank you. Uh, on July 27th, we had a press conference announcing we are going to have an elected, uh, uh, you, you know, it's a, it's a general election for a representing body for Hong Kong called the Hong Kong Parliament. So everybody in Hong Kong and outside Hong Kong, we have about 2 million Hong Kong people have moved out of Hong Kong and about 7.5 million Hong Kong people are still in Hong Kong. So they would be able to vote and elect their own parliamentarian. And this parliamentarian will be able to draft the constitution for Hong Kong and then go for a referendum of self-determination. So this is the idea, but it has to be elected uh, parliament. So before the press conference, I already had warning from the national security people from Beijing asked us not to do it on certain dates because Xi Jinping will be visiting Hong Kong. So, so, but at that time we were not really ready. So, but anyway, the, uh, after the, uh, after the press conference immediately, there was a warning through, uh, Sasha Kung's, uh, relatives and also through my relatives in Hong Kong, reminding us that we have relatives in Hong Kong and in China, meaning that you better uh, stop because otherwise your relatives would be hurt. So, and then within a week, the Hong Kong government have uh, issued warrants for my arrest and the other two uh, founders of this, only the election, I'm not even talking about the, the Hong Kong parliament yet, the organizer for the election. So three of us had, uh, we received warrants for our arrest for breaking the national security law for subverting the country, subverting the nation. So it's, uh, it's, uh, it's pretty serious stuff. But of course, we know the communists very well. So then a couple of days later, my son, my daughter-in-law, uh, she is a uh, member of the Legislative Council of Hong Kong, which, and she is a pro, uh, we call the uh, pro-establishment. And uh, we are the uh, so-called, uh, and she is uh, pro, pro-China, and then she, she have openly put it on the newspaper, very large prints, that uh, she will serve the relationship with her father-in-law, which is me. And because uh, her, she, she, she is patriotic, and she flow, uh, in her body, she flows the blood of China, and then, uh, and then she can, uh, I mean, she does not want anything to do with me, uh, and accusing me, of course, of uh, of uh, of uh, uh, you know basically subversion, all right? Not not patriotic and patriotic, but anyway, I knew where it comes from. This is very very common in China. We had many many uh, uh, 
since the beginning of the uh, People's Republic of China, every 10 years, they have some kind of movement. They pick some enemies, all right, and then keep on fighting. They've had this happened. The first movement was to kill all the landowners, all right, and millions of landowners were killed because they say, you, you know, and took and the communists took their land and so-called uh, they control. It's, it's really robbery. And then they took all the asset of the businessmen, which is they call uh, uh, accusing them of uh, everything. So suddenly all the uh, uh, medium and private business, even big business, even big industry like factories, everything become nationalized. Uh, this and then those people who own the who own the business, of course, like my father, will being pointed as uh, as enemy of the of the people of the people. So my father luckily was able to run away to Hong Kong and restart his business all over again. So and then after that, all they call anti rightist movement, which means you know they claim the communists claim that left is right, left is good. So they fight, they, they, they arrest me, all the right, uh, rightists. And my mother was one of the arrested. My mother was a, a religious and evangelist. She arrested, they arrest her and give her 20 years of a working camp. So again, your enemy, and then all your relatives and friends must cut relationship, civil relationship with you. And after that, of course, uh, is the, uh, is the uh, big leap forward again and then after there's a cultural revolution every time millions of people perish and commit suicide or they actually uh execute you so this kind of breaking the relationship or ask your family and friends to break off the relationship with you is very very common in communist kind of uh, persecution very common in under Stalin and under all communist country. So I understood it right away. So I didn't blame my daughter-in-law by blaming her or have a fight with her. That it really, I basically break up my family. And my family, of course, Chinese, as you know, are very important. And I am actually a head of a pretty big clan. We have uh, almost uh, 40, 40 50,000 people near Shanghai. That's where our clan uh, comes from. So I have to consider the clan should stay, stick together. So I didn't blame her, didn't blame my son at all, because they had the, there was they, the, the, the communists and then the Hong Kong government working for the communists was behind, forcing her to declare that she is no longer is, uh, has any relationship with me. So this is very typical. And uh, so fortunately, or unfortunately, all the, this whole thing goes viral in Hong Kong. So almost, uh, we have in Hong Kong altogether about 100 um, uh, key opinion leaders like, like me and Suri. So they all came up to talk and criticizing, of course, my daughter-in-law, um, or my former daughter-in-law, criticizing her. But then, of course, they didn't know, they've never gone through communism. They thought it's her fault. So this is the way the communists do. They split your family, all right? They so that you blame your daughter in I would blame, they want me to blame my daughter-in-law and everybody point finger at her so that we, so they split up my family, all right? And I knew where it comes from. So I didn't say one thing. I, I did uh, about four or five programs myself and explaining this is behind the scene. 
behind the scene. Her, she belonged to a new people's party, is the party head, which is pro-communist China, forcing her to do such a thing, to claim credit in front of the communists. Right? So this is the way they do things. And once you are in the communist country, you understand this is very normal to sell out your friend and to force force somebody to work to fight against another. They are very clever. They don't fight you directly. They ask this group to fight with another group. They ask my daughter-in-law actually to fight with me, and I didn't want to. I didn't didn't want to get involved. Instead, I told all my audience, "It's the communists behind." They are trying to split my family, and I understand it. I know how to fight, but most people would would start getting excited, and then saying that, "Oh, yeah, yeah, it's the it's her fault." No, she's just being used. She's a messenger. You don't shoot the messenger. So this is what I have to say. But I'm ask telling you that if you let the communists do this one bell one rule, all the country they're going to control like this. This is how they control China, with over one billion people. They have they have this kind of work one against the other, and everybody is really a part-time policeman. If you do something wrong, immediately they report you, and then they will go against you very much. If you know anything about the com、uh, Stalin era, this is exactly the same. If not. Uh, more severe, so it's happening. Always, always happening in China. Now it's being exported to Hong Kong because they they took over Hong Kong. If they would have、uh, Taiwan, do the same. And、uh, we, we Hong Kong people and Taiwan people, we still have the old Chinese tradition, family value.、Uh, we have our Chinese universal value also,、uh, which is very good. But in the mainland, they have destroyed one hundred percent. People only after power and money. That's this is what、uh, you are facing in the border, in the Indian Chinese border. These guys have no moral at all, because the family don't teach it, the school don't teach it, they don't teach them anything. So basically, they are only after power and money. Thank you, Sri. Anything else? Yes, I have one question before I let go of you. The Chips Act. Is now nearing the signature of the president of the United States. What started out as forty billion, four zero, has now ballooned to two hundred and eighty billion. I don't know how this money is going to be spent. That's a lot of money. But here's the kicker: there appears to be a clause which prevents these companies who are going to get this funding from round tripping. That means they cannot. They use this money to have developers sit in other countries to work for these facts. The problem is that you know countries like India will suffer because they are basically getting caught in this cross fight. Your thoughts on whether this is possible at all? Because you know no, there I, is a、I、lot of. I, I don't understand why you have a problem in India.、Uh, can you、oh. tell me what the, what is the problem? Oh, because. Because the, what they are trying to say is to not allow any investment going into the chips、uh, companies that are actually getting this funding, from taking that money and sending it out of the work needs to stay within U.S. They are trying to kind of shore up the job, the engineers who work on this, 
and the intellectual property that is going to be developed based moving forward. Essentially, US has decided that now we are going to own this semiconductor industry. We're going to keep an eagle's eye to make sure nobody else gets it. But how realistic is this? That's my point. Now, now let me tell you, both UMC and uh, TSMC, UMC is very big also. All right, the guy just, uh, the owner just donated $100 million to Taiwan to fight against the communists, 100 million US dollars. But anyway, what happened, I think what they're trying to do is like a UMC and TSMC, they are not qualified because they have factories in China. So they say, unless when Pelosi was there, they actually, Pelosi actually warned them, you need to close your factory in China in order to qualify. Because both UMC and TSMC try to open factory in US and to get part of that money. So they are in fact, uh, they are in fact uh, uh, under pressure to, to close those Chinese factories, huge. They are talking about huge factory. Intel is selling their factory in, uh, in, in Sichuan, all right? Because they also, well, if you have a factory in China, you are automatically, you are disqualified, all right? And this is very, very serious. This is why the Korean, the Korean, the foreign minister flew all the way to China to negotiate about it because all the Korean factory still have like uh, uh, still have factories in China, like the, the, they are doing the uh, DRAM and also all the memory stuff. Huge amount of production in China from uh, Hynix and uh, also Samsung. So this is a huge problem. I think what US is trying to do is to try to get those factories out of China and then get them to invest in US and US will subsidize. But I didn't know anything to do with India. This is why when you, when you ask me, I'm kind of a little bit lost. As long as if you, uh, but I, I always warned you that as in India, if you cannot cut your, the relationship with Russia, clean cut, they would never, US would never trust you with the chip factory, never mind subsidies. Well, thank you very much, Elmer. And uh, it was a wonderful uh, discussion. And, and I think, you know, as a civilization, both China and India share very similar values of family, of culture, and, and difference to our elders and so on. So let's see how this plays out. Good luck to you, my friend. And we'll again catch up with you very soon. Please link, like, share, and subscribe to our channel. And don't forget to click on the link uh, on the bell button for notifications. Namaskar. Thank you for inviting me.